Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the 90s Mixtapes. I am your host, Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hey. And we are here kicking off the month of June, six months in. Can you believe that? Six months into our 1993 years in review, right? I mean, are you excited here to start month six? I like to think of it as like a reliving. Like rewatch is like a relive. Like a nostalgia bomb. You're just getting just flooded yeah. with the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like confetti. Only on each piece of confetti, there's like a little. It's like a little film strip with an image of something from 1990. No, it's not. It's one of those. Do you remember Don't those? Tell me what my imaginary confetti. Do you remember is. those like <laughs> circle things you got that you like went like that? Yes. Like so, uh, view like those viewfinders. I am pantomiming a viewfinder. Is mm-hmm. actually what I'm pantomiming, where you go dee, 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 and it goes to like different images, like national parks here. I have ne- like it's so funny to think about that now, because it's like as a kid that was such a cool thing. You're like, oh, I want more yeah, viewfinders. But like, how long did it really last that you used it? Like two seconds. It's just like one of those things. Because it was so hysterical. transformative. It like put you in a different little space. It, I know. In a way that you, like, like look through and you're like, oh, oh, well. Yeah. You know, you could still get those. They're like retro now. You can... Of course, everything in the '90s is now retro, but. We are here today to discuss music. This is a five-week month, so we will be coming at you guys with five episodes. As always, we start with music, we move on to TV shows, potpourri, movies, and in a five-week month, we do a special episode. We've already blocked out time to record what will be the long-anticipated Saved by the Bell episode. Uh, I have a feeling there's going to be discussion about characters, character arcs, who we think is the MVP of the group, who most likely uh, to be arrested, most likely to mm-hmm. succeed from the group uh, IRL, as well as most likely whew, to disappear. Um, some of that is already obviously there, but we'll try to talk about it through a 93 lens and just give a recap of what you and I both consider our favorite show growing up as kids, right? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But for now, we're talking music. We know a lot of you out there do enjoy these music podcasts. This month, the month of June, 93, we had a we had Liz Fair's debut album that we're going to go over. We had the Flaming Lips and a wonderful song that Jen still sings to me to this day consistently. <laughs> Jelly. And we had Collective Soul, Shine, which a wonderful, wonderful song. We had a RuPaul music video to discuss. And we had what is the Egyptian Ankh slash musical note, the artist formerly known as Prince. So I'm going to start first with Collective Soul. Do you like my illustration of the Prince symbol? I do. Um, I do. If I made the print symbol, it would look a lot different. But I'm going to start with Collective Soul. I'm going to start with the song Shine. So their debut album, or, you know, their first album, I should say, came out this month. And the album, as I'm looking down, because I want to make sure that I say it right, Hints, Allegations, and Things Left Unsaid came out in 1993. With the number one song coming from it, Shine, which some people argue is their number one song in general. I was too young to recall this song. A lot of the critics were saying that the song was like a like a good grunge pop almost, like when it came out. Like a like I don't know. But this song, I can say personally, for me, was on many a mixed CD. 
many a mixed CD when I was in college and we were able to start to um, make CDs. It's an amazing song. It is... I don't know. I, I just really, really enjoy the song. Every time I hear this song, I'm, I got to listen to the whole thing, start to finish. <laughs> it's just one of those songs where I'm like, it's okay. It's like the movie SWAT. It is like the movie SWAT. I'm contractually obligated to listen to the entire song. But how did you feel about, how do you feel about Shine? Like we, I played it again this morning. Like it's just, just that song that you just hear. It used to be on all of my mixed CDs. Like every third <laughs> one probably had it as just like, it would be like track that. 10, track 12, you know, because back then you're talking about a 60 minute CD. Or maybe you had the extended 90-minute CD. So some, all of a sudden, you're like, these are the eight new songs I want to hear. And then you're like, oh, I got room. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll put that one on there, right? That's how I always did it. What about you? What was your connection with the song? Now oh. we're talking 10 years later, mind um, you, in the early right. 2000s versus I 90s, like it. Right? I like the song. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah. I remember this song when you put it on. Like, I didn't... It wasn't in my head till you played it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's I know the song. This is a good song. I would say for me, the song that I heard more, the one I think about is, um, I think it's The World I Love or The World I Know. I think it's The World I Know is the song that I remember most with them. What about you? What is the song you remember most? I think it's this one. I didn't. Yeah, you don't remember The World I Know? Because it's The World I Know. Do you remember that song? Yes. Like, I remember that song. I do remember that song. But I think this is the one that resonates more with, like, I think I like this one a little better. I mean, most I mean, people I'm consider not, it their biggest um, hit. You know, I like Collective Soul. I don't think I had any of their albums or anything, so I don't really know much of their music other than the hits. Mm-hmm. And, like, what, at least at least that I can recall, you know, like, I don't, this was more, and they mentioned it here in the research that we were doing, but this was more something that was played, like, maybe on college radio and stuff like that like where we grew up that wasn't a thing we've talked about it we always talk about it on music if not potpourri about uh or listening the songs that we heard right where and where we kind of heard them like i don't remember hearing this really maybe every now and again on k-rock at some point in let's say the 96 to 98 region Mm -hmm. definitely on like howard stern um and he was on k-rock like he might have played this song once or twice that i would have heard it coming in from like a commercial break or something like that but then more like in college where I'm like, oh, okay. And college was really like a circle back because I feel like for me, a lot of the grunge that I got to go back and listen to, like the Soundgarden stuff and all of that. Now, again, I'm only 18, 19, 20, so it's not the end of the world. But a lot of that stuff I actually heard in college, like I heard late, like significantly later, almost 10 years later for some of these albums. So when we go back and listen to them now, it really just kind of churns all those feelings up because it's not just me being a kid. Like I heard a bunch of Stone Temple Pilots as a kid. I'll say that. Bush, I heard as a kid. I'll say that. But, you know, some of this other stuff, especially like Collective Soul, like I said, this was just like, oh, man, that song's awesome. That's a really great song. Like, hearing a lot of their albums, because you're in college, your computer's running 24 hours a day. This was back in the day. And you're just, you know, squeezing those lemons. Sharing those bears. Napping the Napster. Although, I do believe by then, Napster got, got its feet cut out. Early 2000s, right? Didn't it get its feet cut out? Um... By Metallica? I, I think I do remember being a freshman at college and using Napster. Like, so that was, you know. Like, revisionist history, since we're talking about the 90s, like, who, like, who comes off, like, I mean, I know the answer, but I just want to see what position you like, Pearl Jam fighting Ticketmaster, which is still a fight that's going on now. Right. Versus, like, Metallica fighting Napster, but now we just have Spotify. Oh, well, who comes off better? Yeah. 
I, I mean, obviously, both... I feel like the answer is Pearl Jam, even though I don't think Metallica was necessarily in the wrong. Like, I think they're fighting for, you know, musicians' rights and stuff, and they're... The thing about Metallica but was that... But also, like, you can share music with your friends, and that doesn't mean that I'm not going and buying an album, you know? I, I, I don't know. The thing about Metallica was that, like, early Metallica, fighting that fight, I could understand. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think they got screwed because they cut their hair, and this was like fuel Metallica. This was like <laughs> reloaded Metallica. Right. This was so people were just like, "What the fuck, man? You guys are clowns." Because we didn't realize, I think, at the time that because the fun part about the '90s and this whole nostalgia thing is that we were still, you were still trying to physically own things. Like we talked about this. We we were watching. Uh, we were watching old school wrestling because we can, and we were doing that. Because we can. The other day, and you said to me, you're like, "Would you ever imagine that the two of us would be sitting here watching this like random, you know, pay per view from 1993?" And I'm like, "The thing that I wouldn't imagine was that we're streaming it, and we don't physically have it. That's the thing I wouldn't imagine. Like, forget even the fact that we're able to watch it 30 years later, and we're watching it together, yeah. and we're enjoying it, and we're laughing about how silly it was and the nostalgia. That's the thing." That I wouldn't imagine. And so I feel like Metallica was in front of the curve to go like, hey, we need to make sure that we're protecting ourselves from getting some money, right? Because we're losing money. But like we as consumers, I don't think we knew that by enabling Napster and all these other things, we were going to just give away like our physical or even digital like ownership rights. Because at the end of the day, I remember there was a race in the early 2000s into the 2010s. And I was part of it. Where I'd be like, oh, I'm going to buy like this DVD and then it has a digital copy. So then you get a digital copy of it. Or you buy a CD and you get a digital copy. Don't so you're you, like, oh, I get it on my iTunes. Don't you still do that? I do, but I I, I don't think I've bought a Blu-ray or a DVD in a long time now. Yeah. I bought a couple 4K ones. You like just I, stopped very recently. I, like I bought the yeah. Star Wars ones all in 4K. Like the original trilogy, not the other ones. But... Just because I want to watch them in the 4K player we have in the PS5, which I still haven't even done that. I like how you had to specify that it's the original ones, not a hundred percent. I want to make sure that everybody knows what I'm talking about. You know, <laughs> the 4K originals. Like I'm not, I'm not buying <laughs> the remakes now. But, yeah. but you know, to go back to what I was saying, I, I was and I was doing it for a lot of the Marvel movies. But then why I stopped is because Disney Plus just exists and it's all there. Right. And so they kind of just put it in a way where they're like, we're going to just give you this monthly subscription service. You pay for this and we'll handle all the digital storage. And again, I go back to thinking about the early, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Like we had computers that had like no memory. So if you're going to download like all these songs, you had to have like an external hard drive. You had to burn them onto CDs. You had to delete them. You still had, there was a physical component. Mm -hmm. Now everything is streaming and everything's so fast. That, like you don't even download anything. I remember the big thing was, too, you wanted to delete it off of your Napster. So someone else could get it. So, so But, right, because you didn't want to get in trouble. Uh-huh. Like, it was you like, didn't want the, the, I don't know, was it the feds? I don't know who we were afraid of, but... I got a letter from the feds. My parents got a letter from the feds. Stop. True story. My mom will tell you. Early 2000s. I feel like I was downloading, <laughs> like, maybe The Matrix, or there's, like, some movie. Like, I downloaded a movie. And, like, it was, like, a cease and desist from whoever it was. It was, like, Pirate's Bay or something? No, I think I was doing it on Napster. Because oh, I wasn't That must events. have taken Maybe you, like, a month and a half. 100%. <laughs> so it was downloading for, like, days. Whatever it was, literally they got a letter, like, stop, like, $250,000 copyright fine, like, blah, 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 blah. 
like if you continue to download this or whatever, like a like a warning letter. Like people got those because they can, you know, they were seeing your IP. Yeah, and I just was not good at computers like at all. So it wasn't like I was like, you know, I wasn't spoofing my IP address or doing anything. This is like early 2000. I didn't know what the fuck. Yeah, I, was I didn't doing. know how to do that either. So I was like, but I oh, did, okay. I did delete shit out of my like the second it was downloaded, I pulled it and then deleted it. So I was like, I will no longer download stuff. And then I went to like, I, I feel like it was not. I was probably was your mom stuff. freaking out? Oh, she was so pissed at me. She'll <laughs> tell you about it now. Ask her about it. Be like, oh, what well, what about that letter about downloading that movie? And she'll just tell you. And I, I forget what it was. It, it might have been like I don't like it wasn't. It wasn't Armageddon because it wasn't like I wasn't downloading that, but it was like in that range of like 98 to 2000. So some sort of like summer blockbuster movie. I'm going to say The Matrix, but I don't even think it was because I didn't see that movie in the theater. I don't remember what I think it was a movie like in the theater, too. So it's just this like whole thing. I was like, man. So then like I just didn't fuck around. We had like shitty computers forever, too. So it wasn't even like we had a good computer. So I just didn't even fuck around with any of that. Went to college, um, met some good friends there and they handled all of that downloading because they had better computers and better things and they had the, the patience for that and it became a little bit less i feel like once the early 2000s hit it was a little bit more of the wild west like with limewire and bear share and like all those different things yeah i didn't use limewire now i know what you mean when you were talking about squeezing bears and limes. lemons yeah. yeah you said lemons but now i know uh, i like limewire squeezing limes yeah but i would yeah i would like download a bunch of shit then i'd go to class and then I'd come back and hope that it was there. And you'd see what it was and be like, oh, this is cool. Because that, that's that's what you do. Like, you might hear a song on the radio and go, oh, I'm going to try to download that song and 10 other songs. And then you'd end up with bullshit songs and you'd think that this song was actually that song and it wasn't. But yeah, we digress. Collective Soul. I mean, yeah, Collective Soul. <laughs> it's going to be like Collective Soul. The whole point is Shine was on my CDs about this shit forever. in college. Yeah, it's nostalgia. Uh, yeah, fun. it's a good song. I get them confused with Candlebox because they both start with C's. I would say that you're not similar. You're not wrong. Yeah, they're probably they're, they're pretty similar. I would say you're you're on the right track. I wouldn't say that you're wrong in saying that you get them confused. Like I I could see that. It's not something I think that's like a wild, you know, wild assumption. Like okay, I yeah. like hearing them. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, all right. But again, you know, it is what it is. RuPaul video. Talk to me about it. Come at me. Oh, the video was um you know just RuPaul, being RuPaul. But this is. RuPaul's um, Supermodel of the World album. It's RuPaul's debut album. And it was released on June 8th. So Supermodel is the song that you know by RuPaul. The Work It Girl, Sachet, that, mm-hmm. you know, that song. Um, yeah, and I just think it's... I mean, this song you still hear today. Like, it's just this iconic, like... Feel yourself, girl, type song, right? And I mean, right now we're in Pride Month. I feel like this song is probably everywhere in Pride parades. And it's just a feel good, feel good about yourself. Like, put on that red lipstick, put on those heels, get out there. You know? Like, it's just, it's still, it's iconic. To this day, we still hear this heel. Oh, my God. We still hear this song everywhere. Like, what what a journey for RuPaul, I would imagine. Like... Uh, he's the best ma'am being but being i would say like the butt of the early 90s jokes to like where he is now you know or where mm-hmm. they are now it's amazing like, it, it it's is so good. and it's just a real and i don't know a lot about rupaul and i don't know a lot about um you know the drag movement and stuff i find it super interesting and um i think i just asked you before we started this, i'm like when did two Wong fu come out uh that 95, movie yeah 
fucking amazing. But um, yeah, I just feel like it's a testament to just being confident in who you are and putting yourself out there and just not listening or not giving a shit about the haters, right? Mm-hmm. Because look at RuPaul now, right? 100%. He's, he's doing fucking fantastic. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And, and I feel like the people of our age bracket, kids that grew up in the 90s and stuff, like we're... I don't want a blanket statement, but I feel like we're more accepting so we really can appreciate how much of an icon he really truly is. Yeah. And how much of a trailblazer he really truly was. Right. And like how much did he do and for people that yeah. it... that you're just like, hey, I liked it. And it's so, it's so funny because I think about it and, you know, you, you think you could think about it in different contexts, but I think about it in the context, you know, uh, in this case, I'll just say it again. here. I think about it in the context of like professional wrestling where you're like. Here's this thing that some of your friends, hear me out though. Some of your friends or or some people in your school may watch it, right? So you may have a couple people that watched it at this time. But like now, everybody can be so interconnected because of Twitter, because of everything else that they're literally like, hey, there was 20 million people or 40 million people that watched what happened last week on SmackDown around the world. Now, 40 million people in in a world of 7 billion people is nothing. It really is nothing. True. But it seems like such a big number. And so stuff like this is like you could find, there's an audience, you know, I remember Bravo would be playing, I think it was RuPaul's Drag Race and doing all those things, you know, Mm -hmm. starting some of those things and it would be like, oh, okay. But you could just find a sense of community and you could find people anywhere to watch anything and get a whole bunch of different people. We talk about it when we talk about the TV shows, like we just talked about with Cheers last, last month, where we're like this huge number of people all watched and consumed this thing at the same time. Whereas now, like, you know, we mentioned on that episode or one of the preceding episodes, like, we just watched the end of Succession. And I'm like, Jen, there's only, like, maybe, like, six, eight million people that watched that whole thing. It's, it's just you because we're tuned in right, to but, a community of people that like it. But at the same time, so even though not that many people are tuned in, so many people are going to, like, know vaguely what's going on in that atmosphere because of Twitter. Like, there are things that I don't watch or care about that I see on Twitter or Instagram or people talk about on Facebook or whatever. And I'm like, huh. And I'll just have this like tiny amount of knowledge about all these random things because of it just being in the zeitgeist, you know, and but also, but also like just because only maybe six, seven, eight million people watch the thing doesn't mean that like, again, you're touched by it because one of your six, one of the six people you follow likes it or a podcast you listen to talks about it or the podcast that you like all start and then all of a sudden you're there and you're in it even though you didn't want to be in it because people kind of sort of drag you along and it's pretty cool and then i use that with rupaul because again there's all sorts of different um people out there that love the show and it's easy it's very accessible to get you know to watch the show and now a lot of the back catalogs but so you can just kind of watch it and enjoy it and be like oh drag race this is great they're still doing that like 20 years later like yeah because there's just people just come along and you could join the community and jump in and watch the show and just enjoy it for what it is you don't have to think to yourself hey i need to watch this water cooler show because right. when i go into work tomorrow if i don't you know People are going to spoil it for me or whatever the case may be. Now it's just so like fluid. You can watch whatever you want to watch. There's a community of people for you to connect to. Like who gives a shit? And I don't even know if there's water coolers anymore because I haven't been in an office in 10 years. So how would I even know? (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm sure there's still. No, I'm kidding. But but that was such a phenomenon (laughs) in the 90s. You know, again, that, that Cheers finale, people watched it. 
right? I remember my family was watching it. I don't, you know what I mean? Like people watch these things because you had to, because when you went into work, they were going to talk about it. And that's why there's millions of people that Nielsen captured watching these things. And that's why network television was so big. The only thing we have now is just live sports and that's it. Because if you don't watch it live, it'll probably get spoiled for you as it's happening. Um, as we discussed on the best of next door feed regarding the, the Seahawks cannon from Seahawks 2017. Cannon. I didn't know about that. If Okay. If you're listening and you don't know about the Seahawks cannon from next door. 2017. Right. They just right. tweeted about it uh, Monday, June 5th. Like they, it was like the anniversary of this thing. Like check out the thread. It's like a 55 tweet thread. It's unbelievable to hear the story of this community that just falls apart over simple decorum. I'm not going to wade too far into it. If there are people in Washington and Seattle area that enjoy it, I will just say this. Like, it's so funny. I'm I, just, yeah, I just feel like like in our neighborhood where we live, like people randomly shoot guns in the woods. Like they just <laughs> do like randomly on Sundays. And then people will jump on next door like, did you hear those gunshots? Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like if things are illegal, like shooting guns in the woods here near a residential area, how about we just don't do it? Like we don't need to argue with each other about it. How about the police do their fucking job, get the people, take their guns away because they're not allowed to do it. In the case of people setting off fireworks because the Seahawks scored a fucking touchdown in 2017, how about we just go get those people the next time they do it, you know, stake out, camp out, do it, do your fucking job, arrest them, and then say, and then just have escalating penalties if you continue to break the law by setting off fireworks that you shouldn't be doing. I don't know. That's just my thought. Listen, you're missing the whole point of it. The whole point of it is not to forge an opinion, to form an opinion. The whole point of it is just to be simply amused by the back and forth. If that canon didn't exist, you wouldn't have had the joy of reading that thread, right? There is a Facebook group... Um, around here and it's called like I heard a loud it's, it's something like I heard a loud boom and everything smells like cat pee because there's always loud planes guns fireworks these random booms that everybody hears and also there's these like Bartlett pear trees or not Bartlett pear wherever they are Bradford pear Bradford trees, pear trees yep. that smell like cat pee when they bloom mm-hmm. so randomly people that are new to the area be like oh my god it smells like cat pee everywhere what am I doing what's going on but it's like oh those are just pear trees um yeah so I just think that shit very and so like on Facebook on some of the groups sometimes people will say something and people will just post a link to that group. <laughs> it's like like find it out. It's right there. And I don't I don't participate in any no. of these conversations, no. but reading them, sitting there with the popcorn and the tea. I feel like there's a certain I feel like there's a certain level of people at this point that are there in like mucking it up in those areas in those arenas and just let them be. Like I've left Facebook a long time like left most social media, the only thing I have, which I'm terrible at even doing, is like Twitter for these accounts, which that's why they're there and we tell you to follow them. Um, but we still haven't really engaged with them too much because I just, I can't, I just can't with the people that everybody, I just can't with the trolling. I just can't. Like, I just don't know who the people are that want to do that. You know, like, I, I, I feel like it's like if you want to go troll people, go somewhere else. Like, I, I don't know. But that's beside the point. The Seahawks canon discussion, like I said, go check it out if you're looking for something. That's that's a deep cut here. 
But that's about uh, live sports because there was one guy that I definitely sympathize with his opinion where he's like, you know, you guys are blowing the fucking cannon off and I haven't seen the game and I DVR'd it. So now I know that they scored four times. Like you're shooting four fireworks. So I know that they scored four times during the game. Like, thank you. (laughs) So when I'm done, whatever it is that I'm doing on Sunday to sit down and watch the game, I already know they're going to score four fucking touchdowns. Yeah, but that was about dogs, and then that was just, it's just about common decency that I feel just gets lost. Like, again, it's illegal to set off the fire. I just say that that stuff because it's like, living where we live now, and just vaguely understanding, based on my travel uh, for work, like, we live in an area where it can get really, really dry. So, like, the idea of not doing the fireworks isn't just, like, a noise ordinance. It's like, you could fucking set a forest on fire. If you fuck around with this stuff, because Smokey the Bear ain't here. You You're losing half the audience that love fireworks right now. I'm just saying. I I feel like fireworks have a time and place, right? And when it's wildly illegal, just how about we don't do it on every Sunday that Seahawks playing? Anyway. Uh, we live on the East Coast. Flaming right. lips. Um, what do you put on your toast? She used his van. <laughs> so you sing this song randomly. I, I just jump in the jelly all the time. Give this is your moment. Take I don't it, really have much to say about, about this. It. This she don't use jelly. Um, the Flaming Lips six studio album transmissions from the Satellite Heart came out this month, right? And she don't use jelly. Arguably one of my favorite quirky random songs ever like this song randomly gets stuck in my head maybe once every week or two for no reason i i I don't it's nonsensical the song is nonsensical fucking ridiculous it's it's wonderful but nonsensical and i i have to hope that this is based on some sort of real there's a real person out there that does these things i don't know um i could read what the the band website states i'd love to hear it this is uh, according to Wikipedia as a quote from the website. With its chiming pedal steel chorus breaks and seemingly nonsensical lyrics, the song entered into the realms of novelty hit. It's a happy little ditty about strange people and their individual idiosyncrasies, with pretty melodies laced throughout and punctuated by trademark moments of crunching but still harmonious noise. Um, yeah, that basically. <laughs> I mean, I this think song describes a woman who thinks of ghosts and puts Vaseline on her toast. A man who goes to shows and uses magazines to blow his nose. And another woman that reminds you of Cher and uses tangerines to make her hair orange. Like, the drugs. I, that they... <laughs> I love it. I, I just don't... I love I, it so much. You, and it's so catchy. And it's just a cute little song. You, you just hear it. It's like, again, one of those things you just hear and you're like, I don't really know what it is about any of this that I'm drawn to, but the whole, right. just the whole melodic arrangement, the whole song, silly song. It's definitely a song. If you are sitting around uh, that 70s show style, passing around a mm. joint and it came on, I'm sure, you know, about 20 minutes in, people would start singing along or laughing because it's just silly. And I do enjoy every time you start singing it because I'm just like, I don't even understand how, why we're here. But it's enjoyable. Anything else you have about this album? Or it's just this song no, drop? This, I mean, this album dropped and this song is on it. And uh, yeah, that's really... I think this is basically their most popular song. And then you have down here... I li- did read about how they got their name, The Flaming Lips. How was that? It's not good. How? 
Um, I think rumors. Well, I didn't actually read. Let it. me just, let me I guess. Saw it well, hold on, let me guess. Mm. So they got their name because in the future there's going to be flaming hot Cheetos, and their lips were burnt from the Cheetos. Uh, again, according to Wikipedia, which is always true. A, a September nineteen ninety three issue of Rolling Stone. There was an interview with them, and they said they came up with the name. As a reference to a rumor about a classmate who contracted herpes um, from a partner with cold sores. Okay. But, like, genital herpes. Yeah. So, it's... It's ew. Huh? Their lips are flaming because they went down on somebody. I don't understand what the problem is. No, the person who they went down on's lips are flaming. Read that again. I think I'm going to cut all of this. No, read it. Mark and Wayne came up with the name as a reference to a rumor about a classmate who contracted genital herpes after receiving cunnilingus from a partner with active cold sores. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't say that part. Yeah, because I left it out because I thought it was um, inferred. No, I was thinking the other way where, Mm -hmm. like... The person had genital herpes, like a man. And it could go either way, really. Either I mean, way. it could go either way. Everybody's okay. lips are flaming. I mean, it happens. I mean, it's a lifestyle choice. No, it does happen, and but it's just a, the idea that that's what it's named after. It's fun. Well, I mean, then that I makes like sense. your I like your uh, red hot Cheeto. What is it? Flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> flaming hot Cheetos. They yeah. got it in the future. Have you ever eaten those? Oh, oh my god! So dramatic as a person that eats the funyuns on the regs. I oh, maybe not the regs. I'll, I'll take that back. I'm gonna say this when it comes to uh, when it comes to special uh, special edition or special chips or any sort of thing like that. I have noticed as I've gotten older, and I don't know if it's that my palate is more sophisticated or less sophisticated. Um, I think it has to do with eating less, um, like super super processed things in the way that they are. But like I could taste like the chemicals. And something like that, so I don't want to eat that. Like, I just don't like it. Right? Like, I like the original cut of, like, a but Cheeto. But you never but, like, tried it, how do you know? Because I know it's just going to be, like, dusted cayenne pepper type mm-hmm. thing. Like, you just, I just know it's not, it's not like a sauce. If it was a sauce, I would try it. I mean, it's not for me. I've never tried no. it either. But, but it's like, it's just going to, like, I, I could just feel, like, I, I feel like I could taste the chemicals. It's like when we're at the supermarket and we see Doritos hot mustard. I'm like, I, I just, I feel like I know. Ooh, I I don't know. That has to be for somebody. And if you like know. it, like, and like, fl- or like I'm so ketchup. happy they made it for you. The ketchup chips I get. Supposedly, more. there's like in the wild somewhere, there's like Whopper chips. Like you could have chips that taste like a Whopper. I think it's Doritos. Like, no, I don't even know. I'm like, like I'm like, that is like you are taking the chip and then you're adding this sprinkle stuff on. Like, I don't. Just I'm the out. burps. Just the burps I'm on chip. Cool Ranch is as far as I go. And even when I eat that now, I can still kind of taste it. But Liz Fair's debut album, Jen. Yeah. I'm going to keep trying to just run us back on course. I know. It's really hard. Yeah, so this is Liz Fair's debut album. Um, yeah, the thing is, I don't really know a lot about Liz Fair. I listened to a little bit of this before, um, and I enjoyed it. Very 90s sound. Uh, it got Spin's album of the year, the Reader's Poll album of the year. I mean... This, the, uh, Exile in Guyville. Um, I'm gonna, so yeah, it's, it's a good album and I don't really have much to say about it. I'm going to tell you how I feel 
right now, and I this is no shade on anybody. Oh boy! And to all you Here know, comes all to the all shade. people out there. Warning. As a uh, gentleman who grew up in the '90s, Liz Fair to me was Lilith Fair. So I just didn't, I couldn't differentiate. Like, I don't <laughs> even know who Lilith Fair is. And I was like, oh, that's an album from, like, Lilith Fair. Because I remember Lilith Fair, which was started by, like, Sarah McLaughlin. I had no idea that they were different oh, things. Yeah, no, it's different. Spelled different. Done to, I, I like, know. That's I'm name. an adult. Yes, I'm an adult. I get it. <laughs> Lilith Fair, Liz Fair. Like, I no, understand I, that I'm I will tell mistake, you, it is right? confusing. And when you said that, I said, oh, shit, those are two different things. You're right. But, like, I knew one was a, like. A concert. Yeah. That's what I And figured. one is a person. But I never really, um. Was Liz Fair at the Lilith Fair? I have no idea. Huh? I can't. I can't go. I can't go that far. Lilith Fair was started by Sarah McLaughlin. We can look into it and do a whole Lilith Fair deep dive mm. at some point in the future because I don't think that it started yet. But I have no idea because Lilith Fair is spelled like fair, like a fair. September fourth of ninety six. In ninety six, so we have years before. Performers, Fiona Apple, Tracy yes. Bonham, Meredith Brooks, Yep, Jones Beach. She was there. Nineteen in nineteen ninety eight. Liz Fair was at Lilith Fair. I mean, there you go. Okay. Oh, thank God we know. Which that. then I don't even feel that bad because may, maybe in ninety eight in my brain I was like, oh, Lilith Fair. This is like her thing. Liz maybe, Fair, Lilith Fair. Because maybe it was your at sister Jones went Beach. that year. And maybe you knew. I don't know, but I mean, I'm out because it's, it's not for me. Like this is this music just, is not for me. It's good though. But it's good. I can appreciate it now. I can too. I can. And I wasn't. I wish I could go back and be a little more open-minded about different... I loved alternative music. Like, I, lo- I loved mm-hmm. rock. Like, I could have really been into this. I would have liked it. I, you know. I just always go back to... Teenagers are, are dumb. They get into their one... Sorry. If well, you're a teenager, I don't really think you're dumb. I don't know if teenagers are dumb. Like, open your mind, man. I'm ho- well, I'm hoping that they're able to now because I was going to say the one thing that, you know, and again, we touch on it all the time, especially music, especially movies... It's just like, man, the idea that, like, I only had so much purchasing power, so I wanted to buy something I knew I was going to like. You know? I mean, how many albums did you buy because you heard a single and you're like, I like this song? Like, right. That's the whole point. Like, I don't like this, so where am I going to... How am I going to get my hands on a copy of this? I'm not. And, like, even my sister that was into Sarah McLachlan and things like that, that's why I know the, the worst of those songs because she would play them, but she'd be buying the top top. Like, it wouldn't... She wasn't huge into music that she was going into the deep cuts. So, like, she... I don't... Yeah. I mean, she may no, have had right. a Liz Fair album, but, it, like, again... You're right. I, I don't think so. I couldn't just pop on Spotify and be like, let me give this a try. 100%. Like, that's how right. it all works now, where we're like, oh, look at this. And mm-hmm. you just put it on, and you're there, and it's easy. Like, that just wasn't the case. I don't and think teenagers are dumb. I think I was dumb. No. I think that we were, again, in a smaller universe. Like I said, to go back to what I was saying, you know, using the analogy of 40 million in a pond of 7 billion, like, it just... We were in a smaller world. It just was what it was because we, the world was just a few people you knew that could give you a CD or give you a recommendation. And the more people you hung out with in the same group of people that like punk or alternative, the more of that music you can get exposed to. But if you're around people that like, you know, rock or yacht rock or, you know, in this case, I'm 10. So I'm around my family and I'm listening to 80s metal and Bruce Springsteen and not even 80s metal, just like 80s hair bands and Bruce Springsteen and my dad's got Walk FM, so he's got Phil Collins and Rod Stewart that, like, those songs are blown into my ears. You know, Billy Joel is just, I could sing almost all of his songs if they start going, get a bar or two in, because it's just, like, that's the shit that was on the radio all day. I had no choice. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, my God, that's true. You can ask anybody. Ask any member of my family. It's 100% accurate. I can't get over it. Yeah, and I would bring it up. Thing. Probably ever. It was like so. a Christmas present. He got like the fucking six six CD set. Was he so excited? Dodge and Trepid. Put it in there. It was like, it was like there was like a Rod, it was like a Rod Stewart album or something. 
maybe. And then, like, the fucking CDs for Andrew Lloyd Webber, like, all the show tunes. And then it's just, like, you remember the six CD changer where you had to, like, know what was in what? So you, like, press the button and then you just hear shh, Because sh- sh- it, like, it was in the trunk and it would, like, change it. It would take forever. Like, mm-hmm. But it was in the trunk. Yep. So, like, you yeah. couldn't even... It was, like... I didn't have one, but I have so, been in cars. So for those that don't know, there was this little little thing where they said, okay, we're going to add CD players to cars. And they're like, well, we're going to start. Well, CD players, just one CD. All right, we're going to add six CD changers. That's I think that's how it started. So it's like the six CD changer. And you're like, okay. So the idea of the six CD changer was that you could be your own DJ. You could switch back and forth in the different CDs. You didn't have to. It was kind of like maybe it was hands-free. I don't know. We had a Dodge Intrepid. And... The, the the rub was that the CD changer was in the fucking trunk. So you couldn't access it while driving. So whatever was in there was in there. And my, my dad, who instilled on me, probably the most important thing he instilled on me was that um, if you or your significant other are people that are uh, late, <laughs> and you're consistently late to things. Uh-oh. So you're always starting late to things because my mom always late to shit. Like, yo, once you get in the car, like, we don't stop. This car keeps going because we're already fucking late. So the car keeps going. So he just would always, like, when we would go on road trips as a kid, like, you might get one stop, two stops. And that's a gas stop. Now, I know other people, like, even him now, like, he stops a lot more. But back back in the day, it would be, you know, four or five hours. So, like, this is it. You got four hours of Andrew Lloyd Webber. You can't even switch the CDs. This is all you got. It's going to go back and forth to different CDs because the shit's in the trunk. And all the suitcases would be on it. So, like, you're not, you get no no shot. I mean, wouldn't you rather just, like, so we had. Well, you run out of radio service. Once you get out of, like, the tri-state area, all of a sudden you're up in the, 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 the Catskill Mountains. Like, you got to then go and press you're the right. seek button and find it. All of a sudden you got, you know, maybe a church network, a gospel network. You got AM radio. You got whatever. Like, you didn't know what you had. So. We had, I remember my dad had it in his car, like, in his truck. It was like the CD player, but like a portable seat, like a disc man mm-hmm. that you connect to a little cassette. Yes, and you yeah, put yeah. the cassette. Oh, in. Yeah. That's what we had going on for a while. Um, yeah, and that. Which I, I think I always strayed away from the six changer in the back because of the exact did, reason I told you. Yeah, like there's no. I want to be able to change that shit. You know. That's the thing. And then now again, all I do is plug my phone in, and. Off we go. We have Spotify. So we have access to spoiled. any song we want. It's, it's beyond. There's kids now that will just will have no... There's kids now that are being born right now. Or probably born within the past five to ten years. And they may very well never... Some of them may be on the cusp of even learning how to drive. They may get in a car and their experience is watching TV because of fucking autopilot. Like who the fuck knows, Right. We are literally on this nostalgia podcast talking about a six CD changer. There are kids that are probably like, why the fuck would anyone want a CD? <laughs> like, what is the point? It's so limited, right? Uh, yeah. We digress. But that's the fun of all of this is that you do get to go down the memory road. And the last thing we had here is your beautiful Ankh slash musical note, which is the artist formerly known as Prince. Now, you think what, what do you think that is? A musical note? I read that it's like a, it was like an Egyptian symbol and also like part musical note. It's also, it's the, um, it is, it's the symbol for man and the symbol for woman combined. So Mars and Venus combined. Okay. It is, I think it is Egyptian, but 
I am only gonna is ankh, but it yeah because we've that's what it is because we're forty minutes in. I'm only gonna the say, symbol of love. I'm only the gonna say symbol. this that I know about this love. As a kid, I remember seeing on the thirteen inch TV in the kitchen a news mm-hmm. report come through that Prince changed his name mm-hmm. to a symbol. Right, so I remember that, and that is all that I remember. Mm-hmm. That is it. I remember nothing more. I didn't realize what it was about and how he was having that long-going dispute and feud with Warner Brothers over his rights and licensing rights and naming rights and et cetera for his back catalog, which, as we know, 30 years later, again, we have hindsight. We see who the biggest musical act is in the world, and we understand why it's very important to have your own rights, right? Right. I mean, Taylor Swift had to go back and re-record all of her songs in order to get... Her rights and her rabid fan. Like, could you imagine if Prince went back and re-released all of his albums under his own label of, like, the artist? Like, it's so wild what they did to people back in the day versus, like, how things maybe are now in terms of, like, artist rights. It's insane. But But he was at the front of that. I think part of it was... I mean, the licensing, you're totally right. But he also had, like, rumored to have 500 tracks. Mm -hmm. I read this Mental Floss article. Um... And the label, the uh, Warner Brothers was like, you know, you put out one album a year, you don't want to oversaturate with your music because then no one's going to buy it because mm-hmm. it's too much. Um, and he didn't like that. And I think there is probably some truth to that, but it is his music and he should be able to do what he wants. But is there truth to that or is the reality that, again, he's someone that was ahead of his time? Like, is there truth to that? Like sure, from a commercial pers- from a commercial perspective, yeah. I'd love to drop an album once a year in order to get money for sales and et cetera. But as an artist, where he's like, I'm a fucking artist. I just want to release this stuff out into the wild because mm-hmm. I want to play it, you know. And again, at, in this landscape, but in this landscape, could you just go ahead and drop forty songs? No, because that would be like a triple CD or whatever it would be, and you'd have to do whatever and marketing and all sorts of stuff. Now you could be like, here on Spotify, I just drop forty songs. Right? He could do that. I know. Now he could definitely do that. He could yeah. do that. He was just ahead of it because he'd be like, here you go. Yeah. Start his own label and you can subscribe to his own thing like Kanye was trying to do, like Jay-Z was trying to do, where they're trying to start their own things, where they're like, hey, I'm going to release my album on whatever player. I remember Kanye West was releasing like some album on some special player or whatever it was. Like, you could yeah, do that. Yeah. You know, you could say here on Spotify, here, I'm, I'm releasing, uh, you know, a record that's going to be, or an album that's going to be 45 songs. And then, yeah, there'll be a CD later on. Buy it. Don't buy it. Like, and you can get the plays, and now it's all about how many plays and views you're getting. But, I mean, this didn't change anything legally for him. Like, the, it didn't change anything. It just expressed his, you know. Yeah, his desire and want to to break away from that. And like I said, his anger towards it and feeling. um, To to use the idea of Taylor Swift, like, who would think that she would go back and record all of her albums, and then all of her albums would end up being on, like, the Billboard top at the same time. All of her songs, like, she has such a devoted fan base. That everything is just calculated and everything is there and she just crushes everything. You look at something like this and it's like, again, if Prince released 500 songs, I'm sure, you know, that would be amazing if he was around now and able to do that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, people would be able to consume it and be like, these are great. Yeah, it sucks these he died amazing. so young, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do remember when this happening, just the general attitude towards it. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was just like, like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I remember so being, what the fuck? So what are we supposed to call you? And 
everyone just called him the artist formerly known as Prince, which, <laughs> I mean, uh, I do remember just being a big, like, what the fuck. Um, when but I we remember it, you know? When I think about Prince, and again, this could just be all wrong, and could just be the last musings here before we get into our little game. But when I think about Prince, and I think, you know, I put these people together. I think about Prince. I think about Biggie. I think about Tupac. I think about Kurt Cobain. And I'm like, man, somebody like Prince by this time had come out with so many bangers and done so much for the music industry. 93. You think about these other people that are going to be around for a few years and how they're going to have these meteoric rises and then tragic endings. And you just think like, what would they have been 20 years later? Right. Where would they have gone? Because you see where Prince went and then it's almost like towards the end he became like almost somehow underappreciated. Which is then he passes away and then all of a sudden it's like, well, holy shit, like you just missed all of this because it just got lost in the shuffle, right? And you think about it now and it's like everybody's out there and everybody's... Like my main interaction with Prince or the stuff that I knew about Prince where I was like, wow, he's really, really weird. But it's like in the early 2000s in college with like the Chappelle show and you're like, what the fuck? When they're just telling these, like Charlie Murphy's telling these wild Prince stories and you're like, what? And then you start to look into it a little bit more. You have the internet. It's available. Again, like my family didn't really listen to a ton of Prince. So it wasn't like that was a thing. Right. So then you go back now and just really, really appreciate it more. And it's just, it, it it's weird sometimes because you have like, you know, sometimes people can get immortalized even i would say like um which we talked about before too um sublime got immortalized where you're like hey because like just you have this tragic passing of a of a you know singer of a voice versus like someone that, someone that that's why i said kurt cobain oh yeah you did so i'm like you just have you know you have the two different things where you're like all that music gets just put in that box and just gets replayed and replayed because it was so good but you never really know like what would they have done 20 years later yeah where would they have become? I mean, I think about Eminem, and I know you do, and as we go further in the 90s, he'll pop up, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. And everybody I knew had Eminem records. Everybody I knew played Eminem. And then he's still releasing new music now, and there's just, I don't know how many people are consuming it or not anymore because it's just not as big of a thing. And it might be better than it was back then, but it just doesn't hit the same. And everything maybe doesn't hit the same, per se. But it's just that same idea where you're like, he was around for 20 years, right? You listen to some of the stuff he puts on now, it's, it's still good. Like, I still can right, listen right. to it on Spotify, but it just doesn't have the same but it's cultural not new. impact. It's not new. Yeah. No. It's not new and fresh. And that's, and it's, you could just listen to it anytime. It's not the same. It's not the same. And that's the thing that the, happens the with music that music sucks. video culture is not the same. No. Like MTV. So there's a lot of things about the 90s that were... Everything came to a head. 80s and 90s that were different. You know, everything came yeah. to a head in the early 2000s, and then it just started to slowly go back down on the roller coaster to where we are now. But I think we've said a lot. Some may say we've said it all. I will say, <laughs> what is the scoreboard for our Trivial Pursuit oh, game, Jen? No. Six to three. Six to three. You Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. If you don't know. On our podcast feed, we have been playing since the beginning of the year this deck of cards that Jen got me for Christmas, Trivial Pursuit. 1990. They are just hodgepodge. Three questions on each one. We are doing a race to 10. Whoever gets to 10 first, the loser buys the Trivial Pursuit game for us. Tax write-off. Hashtag tax write-off for our <laughs> podcast. 
Like when we go to turn that in and taxes next year and you're like, here, um, I'd like to write off this forty two ninety nine Trivia Pursuit game. They're gonna go like you can't we're gonna get audited. Like you can't for that. do a Macari. They're gonna be like, you can't eBay fucking do that. Like yeah. what are you doing? Like a Trivia Pursuit game. They're like, no, really, we use it for research. But losers gotta buy it for the winner. And I want like a button. If it's me, I want you to buy me a button too, like a button that says I'm a winner and I'm gonna rock that. I'm going to buy you a button. I'm going to get you a big New Kids on the Block button. Well, let's get started. Okay. What half-transparent, colorful, all-in-one Apple computer was in- introduced in 1998 and quickly shot to the number one spot in sales? I may. Yes. What collectible card game about spell-wielding warriors... Magic the Gathering. Can I finish with that question first? Sure. Known as Planeswalkers. Magic Together. Was released <laughs> in 1993. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And soon became a phenomenon. Magic Together. Yeah, you're right. What Indiana Pacers sharpshooter led his team to victory by scoring eight points in nine seconds during the final moments of a 1995 playoff game, which I know exactly who it was against, too. Fucking assholes. Is it Bret Hart? Sharpshooter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a hint. You're wearing the shirt of the team that he dropped it on. Oh, that's not, that's not a real hint. <laughs> Jen's wearing a Knicks shirt, by the way. So yeah. the player dropped, the player played for the Indiana Pacers, dropped nine points, eight points in nine seconds against the New York Knicks in 1995. I know you were a Knicks fan in 95. We hate him. Oh. He started screaming at Spike Lee when it was happening. We hate him? As Knicks fan, like I, I enjoy him as like a personality and as a player, and I don't have a problem with him like as a person. Like if I met him, I'd be like, man, like that's one of the most iconic moments from my childhood. Like I hate you that you did that, but also like it's fucking cool. Do I know him? Yes. Charles Barkley. No. Oh. But he is. But I don't. A, hate he's him. an announcer on basketball. <sighs> Not one of those Shaq? guys on the panel. No. Okay. No. 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 Okay. Reggie Miller. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten that. Okay, well, it's, it's a New York deep cut then. Like, those that know, know. Like, we know the yeah, Reggie Miller. I'm not he, like, made, he made the choke I'm symbol about the I'm wearing a mixture. Yeah, it doesn't like, mean... come on. It's Reggie Miller. Like, I love to be Reggie. Like, Reggie Miller, you're awesome. Like, I, I don't dislike him. Like, when you're a kid and you're like, this is my team and he fucking tears your heart out. That sucks. Which of the Williams sisters was the first to win a Grand Slam singles title? Serena. In 1999 at the U.S. Open. <clears throat> what? Jen, you need this to stay I alive. I understand. What <laughs> color Power Ranger was originally a minion for the evil Rita Repulsa in the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in 1993? Now, Jen, here Jesus is what I will say. <laughs> I'm just going to order this game now. Here's what I will say. Let's talk this out. Okay. What are the colors of the Power Rangers? Blue, green, pink, yellow, black, red. Red, blue, green, yellow, pink, black. Isn't that what I said? Yes, oh, I wow. said them again for you. Okay. No, no, I want to make sure that I, like I'm just t- thinking about it my, myself. It's a long time for Power Rangers. There's eventually a white Power Ranger, but that's 
Yeah, I thought so, but okay. I've, you know I've never watched. So there were five Power original Rangers. Power Rangers never out of watched. the six that you gave me. Five out of the six that you gave me. Okay. That I think were the original ones, and then one of them is this one. So you have six colors that okay. I know, like in my mind, I could see. Them. I'm vacillating between two different colors. Okay, what are they? Black and pink. Okay. I'm gonna go black. Green. Oh. Tommy, the green Power Ranger. That was never going to happen. I think eventually it becomes like a white Power Ranger. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to ask you this even though I don't need to. 100%. I'll take the sweep. Okay. Uh, What 24,000-pound object was launched into orbit in 1990 to observe the universe, collect data, and... The Hubble Telescope. Images. Oh. As of 2021, it's still operational. Yeah, you got it. did the sweep. Guys, we're here. If Uh, you like what you listen to. Follow us at BLC underscore pod on the Twitter box. Send us an email at BeckyLeftTheChat at gmail.com. Where are we on on Instagram We're again? BLC Mixtapes on Instagram. Um, Yeah, I promise one of these days. We're gonna. I'm not going to tell you when. Maybe July. I'm not going to tell you how or why. Maybe August. Could be today. It could be in three weeks. But we are going to start. Posting. Posting. Consistently. Consistently. I haven't said that. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm hungry with some food. I recommend that everybody go and find the closest hot pocket they can get. Eat it. Ooh, love it. Yeah, yeah, English yeah. muffin pizzas, mac also, and cheese from a blue box. Let's ooh, fucking get I it. I could go for English muffin pizzas. Yeah, I can pizza. go for a Slurpee right now with fucking no 7-Eleven in this town. Yet. Yet. I, I'm going to do something wild and crazy. Come with it. I'm just going to release this. I'm not editing it. I'm throwing the music on. No edits. No edits. So. We out here. Guys, have fun. <laughs> Enjoy. We will catch you later this week. Bye. Bye.